Hello and welcome to a new episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined as always by Wade and Chelsea. And we got a new episode today for you. It's episode 45, and we are going to be discussing pre-orders, uh, more specifically pre-ordering in video games. So we're kind of going to just kind of do like a pretty broad discussion about it, talk about pre-orders, talk about do we like pre-ordering, uh, when was the last time we did it, do we have anything coming up that we plan on pre-ordering, do we think it's an outdated concept, is it here to stay, so all that stuff we're going to talk about, so I guess let's just go ahead and jump into it. Um, I think a good place to start would just be going around around the uh, screen here and uh, just talk do you guys still pre-order games uh, Wade we'll start with you um, yes I do still pre-order games um, most it's I do it not because it's like important to do so um, but it's just for me it's like a method of like future planning kind of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can I can put on the calendar that that game is coming out. Um, and still, I, I buy the vast majority of my games physically. Um, so it, it kind of also helps me, like, pay them off slowly as we go through. Because I pre-order them, like, pretty pretty early. Like, basically as soon as pre-orders are open, so to speak. <laughs> More <Yeah>. or less, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. do the... Uh, actually, I... I, I haven't bought anything physical in a long time, so I don't know how it still works. Do you still go into, like, a brick-and-mortar and pre-order, or do you just do it, like, on a website and it'll just get shipped to you when it launches? I um I go to GameStop still. So do they still have the thing where you just put down, like, you don't have to buy it on, on full, it's just kind of like some, like, uh, like, a down payment, I guess? It's like, oh, here's... $10 to secure my pre-order, and then when you pick up the game, you pay for the rest? Is that still how they do it? Um, more or less. Um, like, I usually put 5 down. $5 is the minimum down. Yeah. And then um, I'll come in, like, every month and, and pay toss $10-$15 at it at a time. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember in the, the 360 PS3 era when I still bought physical games, like that was like the methodology for like pre-ordering for me. Like when they were live, you'd go to like a GameStop or a Best Buy or whatever. You put up some like some collateral money to whatever to secure the, to secure that you're <laughs> going to get that game on, on launch. And then you can either pay the rest, what, you know, on launch day when you go pick it up or whatever, or just like if installment, it's an installment plan. Like you do Wade. Um, yep. Yep. Chelsea, uh, what about you? Yeah, I still pre-order games occasionally. It's definitely for games that I'm like, I am playing that day one, and I specifically have set some time aside to do that. And I think there's plenty of games where I would love to pre-order, but then it's also like, it's just going to sit there for a long time, so I might as well just wait to get it like at a different time. Um, I typically pre-order online, just because it's easy for me, and I don't have to go in the store. It just gets shipped right to me. I do remember, I think, I think they still do it actually at Target too, where you could put down like five or so dollars and there was like little cards you bring up to the register. Right. And I think I so, probably have done that in the past. But. So you, 
so you still do uh, the vast majority of your purchases are still a, a physical media? Uh, I'm kind of split. I think oh, the pre-orders I've done, I still do physical, but I have I bought quite a few games digitally, especially okay. when they're on sale. Have you ever pre-ordered a digital game? Ooh. I don't know if I actually have. Wait, you have. Mm-hmm. Has there been a specific reason why? Because you made me play Elden Ring on Xbox. <laughs> 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 no, um... <laughs> Um, no, not really. Like, I'd really just rather have the physical edition. Um, because most of, like, you know, you pre-order something and they always throw something at you, like, for pre-ordering it. Um, and if there is digital content involved in the pre-order, um, 98% of the time you get it with the physical games pre-ordering anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's, like, some douchey things. Oh, if you if you pre-order exclusively the online version, you get this like small little thing. Um, but nah, uh, I outside of Elden Ring, I can't remember the last time that I pre-ordered. Oh, Animal Crossing, I think. For digital. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this thing's gonna stay on my Switch from now until I die. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I'll I guess just do that. I guess sticking with that line of thought. Uh, this I guess is for both of you. On average, do you think uh, physical pre-orders are more like worth it than a digital pre-order, in terms of like the incentives and perks and bonuses and and whatnot? Uh, sometimes, like there's not really many um, like physical pre-order bonuses anymore. Like it's little baby things these days. It used to be like really cool stuff, like figures and. Like yeah. a posters shirt or and posters cards. and hats and all sorts of neat things. And now, like, it's like little baby things now. Um, so as far as incentive goes, physical stuff, no, not really. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I feel like no matter really if you get the game, like, digitally or you get the physical copy, it ends up being a lot of the same incentives. It's just more of the idea. I do like actually having like a physical copy and it's also nice to look at on the shelf but you know for convenience sake if there's a game where i would just rather just download it instead of getting the you know physical copy i mean that's a thing too yeah i would say it's the same price yeah (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of the times if a uh if a physical pre-order like a lot of the incentives is more for like if it's a collector's edition nowadays which is usually more money. You know, mm. Those are like 80, 100, sometimes even more than that. And they do come with like more goodies, like figurines or, you know, that, a steel book or, you know, a uh, an art book or stuff like that. But those aren't, that's not pre-ordering the base game. That's like, you know, a collector's edition. Um, and a lot of times I feel like from what I've seen, digital collector's editions are usually pretty lame <laughs> a lot of times it's like oh here's the the game's uh soundtrack and it's like cool it's on spotify so i don't know why i need your digital <laughs> and you code have to play it. that soundtrack on your console <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly or, or it's like an in-game cosmetic or something or you know it's what i mean like those. that kind of, or like mm-hmm. back in the day when it was loot boxes it's like oh we'll give you five extra loot boxes for pre-ordering it and it's like okay cool great like 
a lot of the times I feel like those incentives for the digital side are pretty sparse to like make me want to get it early. Um, I don't pre-order um, really at all anymore. Uh, I haven't bought physical in I guess two generations now because I don't, I'm not a collector. <laughs> I don't like shit just sitting around unless it has like a purpose and keeping games on a shelf that I've already played. Like a lot of times if I had physical, I'd play it and I would either get me you know, like sell it or give it to someone else. Be like, Hey, you should play this. No, I don't want it back. <laughs> you know, I do the same thing with books. I'll read a book and then I'll like tell someone else to read it and then tell them to keep it or pass it on. Like, and same with movies. Like I don't have physical media for any space. I just don't like the clutter and I don't have the space for it. So, so the idea of like securing my copy isn't really a thing. Um, I think the only reason, te I guess technically I pre-ordered Elden Ring and it was the day before launch and it was more just to ensure it was installed <laughs> when I wanted to play it. Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, that's kind of the thing with like a, a digital pre-order is you can do like early installs and it'll install like the bulk of the game and then at midnight or you know whatever when it launches and it just gives that little, the little tidbit rest and then it's just like all right cool you can start playing now you know it unlocks so if you're playing it if you want to play the game at midnight on launch then boom it's ready to go that's like the only i guess perk to pre-ordering for me hmm. and even still when i did that with elden ring <laughs> it hit midnight and i was like i'm tired i'm going to bed i'll play this tomorrow <laughs> so, it, so it wasn't even worth it it wasn't even necessary um before that i can't even i um, trying to think of the last game. I think I did the same thing for God of War on the PS4, and it was more just like to make sure it was installed so I could play it, kind of thing. Like I bought it like the day before or like a couple days before, so I was like, all right, when I get off work, this thing's gonna be installed. You know, these games nowadays are huge, so like going and buying, getting the disc and putting it in is and start playing is like no longer a thing it still has to install even off a disc so i just wanted to make sure that that stuff was like ready to go when i was ready to go but yeah for the most part i don't pre-order um anything especially since you know i buy everything digitally so and also with game pass anything that i want that's a, a microsoft first party is i don't even have to worry about buying so the idea of pre-ordering it is also <laughs> obsolete. So, um, but yeah, so I was gonna, do you guys have any concern when you pre-order a game that the game's not going to be good? Or do you guys only pre-order stuff that you have with like, I guess 99% certainty? That you're gonna enjoy it or do you guys are you guys pretty fast and loose with your pre-orders oh no i'm very methodical with my pre-orders i mean it's definitely something that i put thought into and it's a game that like i've either done research on or you know i've been excited for the, whatever particular like thing it has going for it if it's story if it's a sequel of game i've already loved um and so and also like i've mentioned before when i pre-order a game it's because I know I'm going to play it as soon as I get it. 
So I have a plan for it and I go with that. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about when I pre-order a game, you know, there's always going to be some type of flaw in a video game. There's always something that could be a disappointment, but I'm just there to enjoy the game. I'm looking forward to playing it when I pre-order it. Have you ever been burned before where you pre-ordered a game and like either it was broken at launch and you had to wait or it just wasn't as good? It didn't live up to expectations? Has that ever happened for you? No. It's <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah. I have a good hopefully, track record. Yeah, hopefully keep, keep it up. streak alive. Yes. Wade, what about you? Um, I'm mostly in the same boat. Um, if I pre-order it, it's something that I'm like, I know I want it like right now. Um, and I'm not really worried, like, I've never really been concerned with a game, like, oh god, is it going to be playable? Um, there have been those games in the past, um, but those aren't ever games that I play, <laughs> so I've kind of <laughs> lucked out on that, I suppose. Um, but especially, like, I know that if it if it's coming out on the Switch, like, or a Nintendo product, um, I don't think that's ever been an issue with a Nintendo product game before because they have such heavy like quality assurance on their games um even like day one patches and stuff they don't really do that a whole lot either because they want everything like right there where anybody can play it immediately um which is also why sometimes games take longer to come out on the switch like currently because they have to pass a bunch of different tests and like bug tests and stuff like that um but even like final fantasy 15 um, I pre-ordered the crap out of that, and it wasn't, it was not perfect when it came out, but it was absolutely playable and enjoyable, and then just got a lot of stuff added to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, when, like, the, uh, I, th- I think, uh, was 15 one of the plus games at one point, or was it like, uh, or maybe I bought it on, like, a really deep sale? Um, it's... I can't remember. I, I don't know think it's. it's of, I know it was. It's part of, part of the, the PlayStation collection. I yeah, think, if right you have now. a PS, yeah. if you have a, if you got a PS Five. Mm-hmm. So like the base version of Fifteen, I remember getting. For I guess it was pretty cheap, and then I ended mm-hmm. up getting the Royal Edition like two years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have like so I basically bought that game, twice. I guess added all up, I probably paid full price for the product at some point. They got me, you know. <laughs> but yeah with the way gaming is now um with with uh with these consoles and the internet and everything like even if the game is busted like nine times out of ten that stuff gets fixed in patches down the road now that road may be a long road um just ask (laughs) cyberpunk fans they will tell you that's a very long (laughs) bumpy road but it's not like you know in the in the in the you know 80s and 90s and even the early aughts were like if a game shipped and it was just a busted game it's like well you shit out of luck it's a busted game yeah like, seriously that's, <laughs> that's, sorry <laughs> hopefully our next one won't be you know um and even then like in the 90s like pre-ordering wasn't really a thing so you would just buy this game you'd go to the store and on launch and hopefully there was enough copies if it was a hot seller, hopefully there's enough copies there. If there's not, then you just have to wait for another shipment. Or on the flip side, if a company thinks that they have a hot product and, you know, print 20 million of them or whatever and the game 
is a dud then you just <laughs> got all this faulty <laughs> product that ends up in the bin uh, save a lot you know like a week later so so it's kind of a good thing that i guess you know that kind of speaks to why pre-ordering is a thing anyways it's a a marketing forecasting tool you know they always open pre-orders mm-hmm. months before the game even launches, right? And then these these publishers are like, all right, we have 3 million pre-orders. So that's a pretty good indicator that we can ship 5 million copies and then we most likely all will sell, you know, within a certain time frame or whatever. On the flip mm-hmm. side, if you open up pre-orders and it's very little, then it's like, all right, maybe we shouldn't, you know, we should lower our expectations for what this game's going to be, yada, yada, yada. So on that standpoint, like, pre-ordering makes sense. Um, with the, with the, a digital marketplace, though, the idea of supply and demand isn't really an issue anymore. Like, once the game ship or is live, it's on the marketplace. It just it will exist there until whoever owns it decides to not keep it, you know? <laughs> Which is a is is a rarity but i guess it does happen that games get pulled um or you know other issues arise through licensing or contracts or yada 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 that's like kind of the that's a whole other episode if we want to talk about just digital marketplaces (laughs) the fact that like you don't actually own the game you buy and you know that kind of stuff but that's uh, (laughs) that's another issue um with that being said i know you guys are uh, huge uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, nerds, and they just showed off. You know, they just proud had their, of it. They just had their twentieth anniversary. They just showed a trailer for, I guess, what two games was it? Missing Link, yeah, and, and then four. Is that some? Is four going to be something you guys pre-order? Because I'm pretty sure the other one's a mobile game, right? Indeed, yeah, um, but yes, yes, absolutely, uh, yes. yeah, no doubt about it. <laughs> Is there anything else that's uh, coming up, like, I guess short-term, we'll just keep it to this year, that you guys are for sure, like, pre-ordering whenever it's available? Yes. I have one game, but I'm waiting to pre-order. Yes, go ahead. It It shouldn't be that hard. It should not be that hard. (laughs) Yeah, there's really not a whole lot that even has, like, dates this year. And this game technically still doesn't have a date. It has a a window. But it's Hogwarts Legacy, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, but I'm waiting to officially pre-order it once they actually have a real date, and I'll just be curious if they do have any perks for pre-ordering. But nevertheless, I'm not all about. It's not always just about the perks for me. It's about I will play that day one. Right. Same. Same. You're gonna pre-order it too. Oh, I probably will. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine so. (laughs) Yes. I mean that's kind of that's a that's a uh, I guess high praise because it's what I mean. Porky Games is kind of a new entity, um, and Avalanche is a developer. Or it's confusing. There's like three different Avalanche studios. Um, I'm trying to think which which Avalanche this is that's actually making it. It's not the Avalanche that made Mad Max. And it's, or and uh, uh, just cause it's a, it's a different and it's not the avalanche that's working on contraband. So isn't it the one that made Disney Infinity or something or worked on that? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Okay. That was the yeah. last thing they did, which, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> sort of its own tale, <laughs> I guess. But you guys aren't at all worried that, uh, since this game's like not from an est- like, I guess well known or well recognized or well established um, team. It says you guys are just banking on that like IP, I guess. Oh, it's more than that. Hey, I mean, I love Hogwarts Mystery, their mobile game. I'm a sucker for that game. I, <laughs> I love that story. That. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the only thing Portkey has actually put out there, right? Is this mobile game? <clears throat> that's as far as I know. And I mean, that has an interesting story in itself. You know, it's not. You know, it's a mobile game, so the gameplay isn't perfect. It's you know, yeah, lack of like, a typical gameplay. Yeah, but it's like a Harry I, Potter gotcha, gotcha game for the most part. <sighs> But just and hang they in there, got you. you know. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't got any of my money. That's good. I, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, no, I mean, so I'm looking forward to it. It's just, and I like being able to, the idea of, in Hogwarts Legacy, creating my own character, telling my own story. And so, I mean, that's so, that sells me right, right there. Yeah. I mean... When I did pre-order games, it was usually from... I never really pre-ordered anything that was... That could be, I guess, new IP. You know what I mean? Like, it was always, like, sequels <laughs> to something. Or uh, in an established... Uh, like, in a, from an established studio that I already, like, knew very well. You know? Like, when I... I used to, I pre-ordered pretty much all the Halo games, right? And I pre-ordered all the, like, the God of War games. And, like... Uh, and stuff like that but it was it's a series it's an established studio you know this that and the other like i don't think i've i guess elden ring is technically the only new ip i've ever pre-ordered but it was from fromsoft which is a studio that i have the utmost trust and respect for so <laughs> i wasn't at all nervous about throwing money early without waiting for you know reviews or people on twitter talking about how great it is or bad it is or anything like that um so so you guys kind of taking that leap of faith with uh hogwarts legacy here yeah i mean i mean i feel like i guess i probably have pre-ordered like new ips and stuff before it's not something that i really worries me just because it's something that interests me and that i want to play immediately so i actually realized there is a one that i did actually uh, pre-ordered digitally. It was because it was only offered digitally, which was uh, Canaan Bridge of Spirits. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a new IP, new studio. Literally, mm-hmm. have never done gaming before, so yeah. And it worked out for them really yeah. well, and it was yeah. a good game. Yep. Yeah, you keep <laughs> keep that track record alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. So I maybe will. Hogwarts Legacy <laughs> would be the big surprise hit of the year. You know. Oh, it will be for me. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> I hope I hope it is. I hope it's everything you want it to be. <laughs> I mean, I was excited. You know, I love playing the Harry Potter games when they were on the PC, like the first one. I mean... I played the first... And there was... Yeah. I think I played the first two. Yeah. I played mm-hmm. Sorcerers and Chamber. Yep, and those are enjoyable in their own right, and it's just like, get to see more of Hogwarts, more detail, more everything. Did you play you know, the uh, did you play the Lego Harry Potters? 
I've played a little bit of them. Yeah, not a big Lego person. No, I love Legos. For some reason, those games, like, give me motion sickness. So I don't play the Lego games. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of stuff flying around, and it can get kind of disorienting. I can see that. I don't know. It's just it's, it's something really weird about those games, but they always look so much fun to play. All the Lego games. Yeah, I'm just are. missing out. Yeah. Well, you got Hogwarts Legacy, so there you go. Yes, I do. <laughs> Wade, what about you? Do you have anything that's uh, coming out this year that you're that you're gonna you got your stamp on that you're gonna pre-order? Um, besides Hogwarts Legacy, uh, just the new Pokemon games. Is there, is there another Pokemon game coming out this year? Uh, Scarlet and Violet. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. The, those are the, the, the remakes or whatever? Nope, or wait, they're brand no. new. Wait, what was the remake then? Uh, the remake, there was a remake that came out in December that was Brilliant Diamond and Shining Okay, Pearl. yeah, yeah, Shining Yeah. I get so confused with their, like naming conventions now i can't tell which is that's like fair new and remakes and... yeah that's very fair <laughs> yeah scarlet and violet will come out probably late november i was gonna say um, does it do they have release dates or is it just like tbd we hope this year kind of thing? um it's it's just uh i think it just says late 2022 but yeah. new pokemon games always come out in late november that's just Unless something awful happens, then it's in December sometime. But um, it's pretty much always then. Yeah, this, I was it's actually looking busy at... pre-order time for the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they they really cash in on the Christmas thing. All the oh, kids, yeah. you know, I mean, wanting the new Pokemon mm-hmm. game. The 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 holiday slot is like mm-hmm. the big deal in gaming, which this year is actually. A very strange one because it's like the first time in shit like ten years that there's not going to be a, um, a the big shooter that comes out. Call of Duty and right. Battlefield are both mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. from this from this calendar year. Um, so I think all these other companies are like, oh, cool, we don't have to worry about <laughs> that anymore. <laughs> so let's gobble up there. You know, because it was usually, like, the end of October was, like, a, a shooter, and then, like, the first or second week of November was a big shooter, and then everyone else had to kind of build around mm-hmm. build around that. And now that those are out of the way, it's kind of just, like, open season for, like, that October, November, December time frame. Just, and I'm kind of curious to see where all these games fall, because I think Starfield is the only thing that has a solid, like, date in place. What's the date on that? Uh, I think it's November 11th, because I think they wanted to do it the same time that they did Skyrim, which was also November 11th. (laughs) That's fair, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll get, I'll probably, I'll probably pre-order that, but I guess I won't really have to pre-order it. Yeah, it's a Game Pass game, so. Yeah, that'll go straight Mm. onto the computer. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't, even if I, even if I was pre-ordering stuff i don't think there's a single thing that's coming out this year that would be like a for sure i have to buy it like i guessed i i guess god of war but i'm even skeptical that that comes out this year because mm-hmm. they almost always launch in the spring and it's spring so <laughs> <laughs> i i just don't see them launching that 
in the in the winter but also sony doesn't really have much else to play with this year so i don't know i also don't have a I'll... ps5 so I'm, and i'm not playing that shit on a ps4 i don't care yeah. how well they say it works i know it i know it's not going to be as good so i'll be really interested to see what all gets announced this summer from everybody mm-hmm. because yeah. like great like well even like now like now until the end of the year is like so empty yeah there's so many so, games float that have been announced and that we know of, and, but they all have, like, TBD on them. It's mm-hmm. very few, mm-hmm. like, actual, like, hard dates for most things. Like, even that uh, Rocksteady's game, uh, Suicide Squad, or Kill the Suicide Squad, or whatever the shit, whatever that is, that got delayed to next year. Which makes sense, mm-hmm. because Warner Brothers... DC or whatever's got Gotham Knights that's also supposed to come out in the fall. So it'd be dumb for Warner Brothers to release their two big DC games right next to each other. <laughs> so <laughs> one of them had to move. And then, yeah, you got God of War, which no one knows where that's going. Breath of the Wild 2 got pushed to next year. Um, you know, Starfield's got their date in November. Um,. I don't know. There's still a lot of stuff just kind of floating around. And mm-hmm. not to go down a huge rabbit hole, but the fact that there's also not an E3, um, it's kind of just up to all these publishers to sort of pick and choose when they want to announce this stuff, you know? It's okay. Jeffrey Jeffrey is going to find some blackmail on everybody, and everybody's coming to Summer Game Fest. It's okay. Yeah, I... Yeah. Like I said, I didn't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I am just kind of curious to see what actually happens with Summer Game Fest, because last year's was sort of uh, meh. (laughs) Um, But the fact that uh, E3 is no longer with us, um, kind of curious to see if companies like, like an Ubisoft or a Square... Or uh, Capcom or something is like, hey, well, why don't we just throw our shit in Jeff's corner and just kind of see what happens, you know? Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo—they got their big, they got their own how they do things. Mm-hmm. But then you got all these other mid-tier publishers. Got to figure out what they're gonna do. So, I don't know. Should be interesting. It's just mm-hmm. gonna be like scatter shot with all this stuff instead of just like a week of, you know, mm-hmm. the week of E3 was always just like your big gaming. You know, it's like gaming Christmas, you know? Mm-hmm. And now Christmas is dead. So. <laughs> no, Christmas is all year long, or all summer, maybe. No, Jeffrey killed Christmas. <laughs> Jeffrey no. stole Christmas. He's the Christ. <laughs> I stole Christmas. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Chelsea, right. you know that's correct. So I do have, no. I do have uh, another question. Do you guys think that pre-orders are here to stay? Or do you think that in a few years with... Because each year, like, uh, digital sales keep getting higher and higher and higher and higher. And physical sales keep getting lower and lower. There's this this this, uh, this teeter-totter kind of effect. Do you think with the continuing increase of not only these like services like your game pass and this upcoming playstation plus essential or whatever 
do you think pre-orders will start to wane and to the point where they're just not they're like a a relic basically of the past or do you think that that's always going to be like a thing in our and in, in gaming culture like pre-orders are always going to be there just, you know um they're here to stay they're not going anywhere i don't think so <clears throat> because like the people the stores who provide them like they need them too so i don't think they're going anywhere yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere for their foreseeable future. I mean, the latest gen, like, they still offer, like, specifically with, like, that you can put disc in. So, you know, they're still wanting people to get physical copies and everything. With, and pre-ordering, not everything is, like, on a Game Pass or anything like that. And so we'll see a lot of people still having interest in pre-ordering and getting those individual copies of games for quite a while. Oh, yeah, I mean, especially as... Um especially with Sony, with all of their first-party studios, like, none of that will be on a a, uh, a a service, even their own service, because that's just not how they do business. So people are still going to pre-order and buy day one those kind of big tentpole Sony games, your Spider-Mans and, you know, your Naughty Dog stuff and, and yada, 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 because that's not going to be, for now... <laughs> we'll see mm-hmm. what we'll see five years or whatever when when jim ryan's replaced if uh they change their <laughs> tune but for right now um that's not in their business strategy um so yeah i, I agree with you guys i think uh i think pre-orders are gonna be part of gaming future um i can see them continually to adjust to try and incentivize people to buy early because that launch week is super important not just for like these storefronts that offer these uh pre-orders for you know like your targets and your best buys and game stops and stuff they get like the you know the residual but also just like the developers like those studios like that first launch week is super important for their viability because they have bosses above them Mm -hmm. that look at those like sale numbers and if people aren't buying this stuff, let alone early, but not even in like the first week, it's, you know, that's how studios get shut down. Mm-hmm. That's how they downsize. That's how projects get changed or delayed or switch hands. So the kind of the, the concept of pre-ordering kind of keeps the lights on for a lot of smaller studios, you know, that don't have, mm-hmm. that aren't first party studios that are backed by your Sonys and your Microsofts and nintendo you know so that kind of stuff is important for them (laughs) so so yeah um like i said i personally don't really pre-order anything because i've been buying stuff digitally for i guess since 2013 um but yeah i can definitely see them sticking around i I would say if i ever were to pre-order again it would be the same way i did with like elden ring it would be like i would buy it like the day before just to make sure it was installed on time <laughs> that's like that's my that's, that's how i uh, rationalize a pre-order it's like all right i gotta make sure this shit's installed <laughs> this is like gonna be a hundred gig game i needed to start downloading now kind of thing i mean you wouldn't be able to play it to like the monday after it comes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But even still, like I said, I pre-ordered Elden Ring and I didn't even stay up till midnight to play it. So who knows? Was it? It wasn't even worth it. Still could have just, still could have waited. <laughs> Sometimes we just feel old. Uh, yeah, every day of my life. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know. I think that kind of closes the book on uh, pre-ordering. Pre-ordering. Do you guys have anything else um, that you'd like to add? to the conversation we've talked about stuff that's upcoming that we're that we for sure going to pre-order stuff that we've pre-ordered in the past kind of talked about it's like core inception and why it's uh why it's relevant um you guys have anything else nope i don't think so pretty squared away on Um, that one yeah i think that'll probably do it for this week's episode right so all our listeners, let us know if you still pre-order and let us know too specifically if you like your physical copies or your digital ones. You can share that with us on our social media at on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodDemastered. Also, feel free to send us an email at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, please just like and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Share it with a friend who might be interested in this podcast. Also... You know, uh, please leave us a review, too. And another thing, too, you guys can let us know on social media or email, anything like that. Let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes, anything you want us to cover, any fandoms that you guys really like that you think we should get into a debate about or anything. That'd be cool. And yeah, just uh, thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we hope you tune in next week. See ya. See ya.